welcome. What up, y'all? Uh, it feels weird. Kind of sad to not have Caleb here. Yeah. But he felt, he did feel like family. That was so nice to have yeah, him last yeah. week. I feel it. Yeah. <laughs> He's so easy now to talk to. He is like, so yeah. easy to talk to. And easy to. to listen to. Oh my gosh. I yeah. Seriously, if you go back, like, we were all just enthralled with his story and he's such a great uh, he's so good at recounting everything that happened I just you can feel like you were there beautiful if you haven't listened Mm -hmm. to last week's episode please go listen to that that was beautiful and so funny because it's like a continuation of this forgiveness topic that we've had so you brought it two weeks ago um, and really his story challenges Mm -hmm. everything you know about forgiveness too um, when that kind of event happens in your life I I personally feel there was one detail Mm -hmm. that he left out I mean, because there's so much. Yeah. But if I if if I recall correctly, and I think he shared this when me and him were at a Spanish night of worship one time, and he said that the local Atlanta news networks, like they had come and visited him in his room. No way. And you know how secular media can be. They're they're basically like saying, "Hey, what do you want to say to this guy? What, oh, what yeah. do you, you know? What would you do?" And this was like right after he had been um, just ministered by the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, and he told in the hospital. Yeah, in the hospital, he's on the bed, and he told the cameras, "I wanted to invite him. I want to invite his family over the house for dinner. I want to cook them a meal." Like, and the forgiveness thing. Oh and I remember him saying, like, these people were like. What? Yeah. You know, like, it's not, not going to help our story. I know. More drama. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, I mean, there was so much he said last week, but I remember that detail back when, when he, I heard it, the, his full story for the first time. Yeah. And I was, oh I just remember gosh. like, wow, uh-huh. <laughs> like, that's insane. Bro, mm-hmm. I, I was, so I was picking the kids up from school when I was listening to it. And it just so happened to be at the part where the car hit him. So I was like, y'all can't talk. Just listen. Yeah. Um, but I got to, you know, got to yeah. tell him, I mean, cause they were like, they were more um, captivated by what happened. Yeah. How does this happen? Canaan could not stop saying, so his leg was off? Does he have a leg now? And I was like, no. And I said, but the point, well, I want you to listen. And then I got to tell him, like, God for, like he, he, God used him to forgive. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah. it was one of those things where just listen to what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, so what happened? Did he did he die? And I'm like, you got to just listen. <laughs> um, first off, he's telling the story. Yeah. So no, but he's very he, alive. He's six years old. You know, yeah, no, but yeah. it was just, um, it's funny Aww. what captivates him. But then the way Caleb described it, he immediately, it, you could t- he took the focus off of the event and it was more on, but look what God did through mm-hmm. it. And that's, that's what was powerful. I had a lot of great comments from people. I'm um, just in it, you know, forgiveness, yeah. hearing the story. Um, a no. lot of people heard Caleb's compassion and as we called it, intimacy for the Lord just through this podcast. So yeah. it was a good one. It was too good. And it like I feel like it's even sparked what we're going to talk mm-hmm. about today, which yeah. we're going to continue this forgiveness conversation. Yeah. So we got to the end of our conversation two weeks ago with you, Alex, and you were like, I'm barely halfway through my notes. Yeah. That conversation with Caleb. And then we were together on mm-hmm. Sunday um, in the hall and somebody came up and was like, this forgiveness topic is yeah. huge. wrecking me right now, basically. I like how she said, can we have a... Is it a coffee? Yeah, like a coffee date about yeah. it or something. I was like, like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's it's do funny. It. This is one of those like silent things that a majority of people deal with. You know, mm-hmm. I was thinking about it this morning too because it's funny that it started with you with a question of like, why don't I cry more? I want the mm-hmm. gift of tears. Mm-hmm. Um, as I'm in my own forgiveness journey, I'm finding that other things that I've prayed about are almost becoming undone, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Like things that I've prayed about for me, like a, a few things. I want to be a little bit lighter sometimes. I want to feel a yeah. little freer. Like I don't, sometimes I feel like I do have a, a wall. I don't want that to sound cliche, mm-hmm. but I do feel like there's just mm. 
um, I may cry easy, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, like even at home or something, I just feel like there can be a, yeah, a, a distance well, that, that I, I mean, keep. there's two things. It's a lot of times you you ask like your heart, what's the motive behind something? Mm-hmm. But then in your in your spot, you would say, what's the source of my cry? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like because like you do cry easier. How would you say, how would <laughs> you say that? I could, I, you know what? I appreciate that <laughs> yeah. you're trying to say that. So. That was really good. Man. <laughs> that was very yeah. nice. How do I, go I her can appreciate that. Because she would start yes. crying if it was me. Yeah, but then you. But then you would then you would just be like, where where are the, the source of my cries yeah. from? Yeah. You know, and it's just sometimes there we have we carry more emotions, yeah. and so one little thing adds on, mm-hmm. and, and then here comes a tear. Yeah, you know. But, but so as I'm going through this forgiveness thing, I actually find like this weekend, there were a couple moments where I was like, and even Brandon kind of commented, mm-hmm. he was like, your mood's a little different. And right. I'm like, I, I feel it. And so that's why this morning I was like, I genuinely think it's a byproduct. We don't know how deep forgiveness goes um, mm-hmm. and we don't know how deep unforgiveness goes. And so yep. there might be other things. It's like, why am I so this? Why am I so this? God, will you help me be less this or more this? Like whatever it is, it actually may be so rooted in unforgiveness somewhere that we don't realize it. And as you start to journey this path of forgiveness, you may find those other things that have bothered you about yourself are actually wow. kind of falling off. Like, wow. does it make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that's been kind of my journey yes. with, with this. And I, this is what I hope that people um, understand. Um, Before we dive into the forgiveness topic, I do want to do a little bit of story time and I'll kick it off because I just feel like it was a great week Um, just personally and for our church. Um, But I did go to Wednesday Women last week and it blessed me. Like it just genuinely blessed me. We had um, a group of women who um, it was like a panel. So the ladies who lead it, uh, Tony and Jen, um, Jen, does she go by Jen or Jennifer Jen. Santiago? Jen, that's what I thought. Okay, so Tony and Jen, they or Jennifer. Okay, <laughs> uh, regardless, love them both uh, yeah. very deeply. They did a great job, um, kind of facilitating this panel of ladies, just being able to share their stories. Mm-hmm their history with God and um, things that they find well work well for them as far as spending time with God and um, centering their marriages around God. And then there was, you know, they just had also all different seasons and walks of life. And um, so people who aren't married, people who aren't moms yet, but how they um, are seeking to glorify and honor God in mm. whatever season that they're in. So it was just really, it was beautiful. I felt um, I left really challenged and also, there's just something that really strengthens your faith when you are hearing someone else's history with God. Yeah. And it's like, I may not be seeing God move in the ways that I'm asking or wanting to see Him, but I cannot deny that He moves. Yeah. And when I listen to somebody else's hmm. story of, of God's faithfulness in their life, it's like, I got nothing to worry about. Like, wow. the Lord is good and faithful. And so that's why I do think it's important. Um, and I will always say this, like, if you think that you can do— um, Sure, if you lived in like a remote place Mm -hmm. or something and couldn't be around people, the Lord would meet you right there. But we really were made for community. We were made to— It's not that God isn't moving. It's that you might be in a place where you're not recognizing it. Yeah, or feeling it. Or I want to like—that's even part, I think, maybe some of my story time from this weekend is a long conversation with Brandon about like, why don't I feel God Mm -hmm. sometimes? Like, But that's not a bad thing. Maybe that calls you to search. That, that's kind of the place that we got to. And it almost we mentioned something last week, and it wasn't on the podcast, but it was just in conversation about, um, you know, 
is part of our free will. This is okay. Mm-hmm. We're like going off the rails. If it's part of our free will, the fact that God doesn't show us himself all the, I mean, he has shown, he has shown himself in Jesus. I know this, but like these real tangible, like mm-hmm. feel you see you touchy. Like, is it part of it? Because if we saw him, we would just be so compelled mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we would just fall on our face before mm-hmm. him and we would, there would almost be no option within ourselves to seek, mm-hmm. to want, like, this is what heaven will be like. Like, mm-hmm. we, you know, we will be so enthralled. And wow. I read this, this thing yesterday that all of our learning in heaven will be, um, wow. or for eternity will be Christ-centered. It will just be getting to know Christ Jesus, more and more, more forever and ever. But right now, is the time that we get to choose that even when we don't see him or feel him or whatever, Mm -hmm. that we actually get to make the choice. And there's so much glory in that. Yeah. Um, Anyway. Well, it almost like it's uh, it's like when on Sunday morning, I read a little bit of Hebrews 13, 15, Mm -hmm. and it talks about continually offering God um, a sacrificial Mm -hmm. praise. You could only do that while on this side of eternity. That yes. Yes. Like when you this get is the to the only time we can choose to worship yes. while suffering. Yeah. And when we get to heaven, you're just going to be so. There is no suffering. There is. So yeah. captivated. But you're, I don't, I don't think you're going to uh, question. Yeah. Do I want to? Yeah. It, you're, you're just, you've made it. Yeah. You know, like you're there, you're in the presence and all you're going to want to do is worship, mm-hmm. give him worth. Mm-hmm. And so on this side of eternity, like there is that thing that you're saying, Sally, it's just, this is the only time in history that you're going to be able to, out of your own free will, even when you don't want to, mm-hmm. give him praise, give give him yeah. wor- his worthiness. You know, mm-hmm. and to me that that just breaks my brain in so many ways. I, know. <laughs> you know? I think here on Earth, we this is this is sin, yeah. and it not that when you don't feel the Lord, you're in sin. I'm not yeah. saying that, but yeah. just the effects of sin does have a distracting purpose, even if you don't realize it. Yeah. So that verse you just spoke on, it uh, through him, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Yes. We fail to acknowledge mm-hmm. his name. And in those seasons, we start to convince ourselves that of, of other truths mm-hmm. rather wow. than the word of God. Mm-hmm. So acknowledge his name, seek his name. And in every situation, find him, wow. search for him, and he will reveal himself. Mm-hmm. So I think we all go through seasons up and down, yeah. but that's when you press in. I love how um, Kayla said it. You press in, which means you become aware mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so the, the pressing the the pressing in is the dying. It's like dying yourself. Your, yeah, was, dying yeah, to yourself. Yeah. It's on your, your flesh. Yes. I'm, I'm physically pressing mm-hmm. these feelings out mm-hmm. so that I can yield myself to him. You know, I don't mean like, to be cheesy, but it 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 is almost like the pressing in of a cookie cutter. Yeah, like I'm cutting away everything yes, else. Yes, hundred percent, and, and only just, keeping the good part. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you can like take advantage that this is the only time in your personal life that you can offer something that you won't be able to offer mm-hmm. when you die. Mm-hmm. Like you know, what I'm saying like mm-hmm. this. That's crazy to think. Yeah, and what if during this season where he is drawing you to seek him, he wants you to seek him so he can reveal something different about yeah. himself? But yeah. we think he's he's just not here. He's leaving us alone. No, he's calling mm-hmm. you to to seek his revelation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to easier said than done. Encourage people in that because um, we do have the choice, yep. and you can decide. Well, I don't feel him, so 
I'm just not going to do anything with God right now. You know, I'll just wait yep. until I feel him. And so I just want to kind of normalize not feeling him, yep. but still take those steps. Wow. Still take your faithful steps. Mm. Well, we've said this him. a lot and <laughs> I'm not joking, but it is kind of true. John Mayer said love is a verb, oh. right? So to l- truly love God. Great scholar. Yeah. 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 Great scholar. <laughs> we use that a lot on this podcast. But it's, but it's true. So if you love God, then you're, then you also have part in that relationship. So is he. Yeah. Yeah. So if he's in a season, not pouring, how do I even say this? That sounds terrible, but he's always a part, but maybe there's different levels where he's like, okay, now it's your turn to act Mm -hmm. in this relationship of love. So, Mm -hmm. so come after me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that makes mm -hmm. sense. So that's, those are just a few of the things I felt like I felt an experience. I also just had, had some great conversations with people yesterday, things that made me um, happy and excited, things that encouraged my faith and things that, um, I don't know. I just, Again, I feel like even when I don't necessarily um, feel so strongly the presence of God, seeing other people who are like are making decisions and you're watching other people. um, We say this a lot, like Brandon and I, it's one of our favorite topics is the glory to glory. Like there's Mm -hmm. just a greater degree of glory. So Mm -hmm. when you see someone else going from glory to glory, a new revelation that they have that they didn't think about Jesus before, something that God is doing in someone else's (laughs) life, you're like, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that was kind of the conversation I I had had were a bunch of glory to glory conversations. So my parents are over the house Mm -hmm. and yesterday, I mean, it was Labor Day. um, And Curtis came over for a little bit Mm -hmm. and he found love with my dad. (laughs) But one of the stories my dad told Curtis was how like, he's like, I, I feel like I've been born again like four or five times because every single time I get a greater degree of Jesus, Aww. I want to get, I, I like, can I, can I get my heart again yeah, and yeah, again? Yeah. And that sounds like weird, whatever. <laughs> like, please don't attack us like for, for yeah. phrasing it that way. But it was just my dad being, um, you know, his funny self. He was like, there's just these times like, I'm like, I thought I knew Jesus yeah. and now I, you know what I mean? Yeah. And now I know even more. You know, and those are, those are those glory to glory moments. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I almost felt that way Sunday and I will give a shout out to Pastor Vernon. Um, Just that message being so clear and concise. Um, I do think that Mm -hmm. that message was, I think that was for you and I, Mm -hmm. because he's been asking to do a, uh, a music video for there is only one. So I think he was just trying to like kiss up (laughs) and like, he's like, look, let me do an entire message on there is only one. And then they won't be able to refuse a music video. (laughs) No, We're still still praying about it. (laughs) still pretty much I told Vernon like sometimes people in the Bible pray for like 40 years or things you know like it could be a while and And then his response was yeah but sometimes it happened like that (laughs) he's got a rebuttal for it but anyway I will say I I felt myself just falling more in love with Jesus like that there is only one there and I love Mm. um, I love the absolute truth of it um, of the scriptures and the authority of scripture so I kind of felt that way like thank you Jesus by the way I so I, I wasn't on stage, which one of one of our uh, mu- musicians' kid thought I quit piano, which was so funny. <laughs> He's like, really "So funny. did you quit piano?" And I was like, "No." Nice. And then he said, "Well, I don't, I don't." Well, you said you said no. I'm taking the day off. I'm taking the day off, and he says, "I don't take uh, I don't take days off." <laughs> And I was, was like, Ezra? Yeah. Literally. <laughs> How old is he? Like, seven bro, years old? Six alone. or seven? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I wouldn't take a day off. <laughs> yeah. All that All that being said, um, hearing, I'm in the back, and for both services, just kind of, well, first service, I was in the front, but hearing everybody's worship, mm-hmm. and we got to there's only one, and it elevated, like, the volume, and I'm like, mm. oh. Uh, yes. I was like, wow. Uh-huh. Like, people do love our own thing, yeah. Stuff, yeah. You, know, you know, like, 
This is this is our song. I I had a special moment like that. I, I stood in so. I stood in for um, worship during the second service. So I sat through the first service, but then came back in for worship during the second. And I was towards the back and there was a lady um, kind of like to my back right. And I just heard her just singing the words as loud as possible. I was like, thank you, Lord. Like, thank you. Like yeah. it, just singing it as her own song. And that's yeah. what you, you never know when you're writing something, mm-hmm. if it will turn into something that either people like <laughs> or want to sing or resonate with. And I'm hearing her sing one way, one truth, Jesus, it's you, you know, and just like <laughs> lifting that up. It was such a, that was like a special little when like. When you sing the Bible, it, makes, the it changes up. things. Exactly. Straight up. It's not, not her mom. I'm not going to say that. Um, I have a crazy story. That <laughs> it's good timing. Honestly, it has going, nothing going. to do um, with the Lord. <laughs> I mean, everything has to do with everything the Lord. Has to do so for real, it's a funny story. I just thought about this. So we, um, over the weekend, we got to take the weekend off, just kind of hang out mm-hmm. with family, with some friends. Mm-hmm. So we were over at uh, our house. We had a couple of people over for the, the South Carolina football yeah. game. I don't want to talk about that. But so... <laughs> Okay, we love animals at our house mm-hmm. and we feed deer and birds and all this stuff. And we have had a slight mouse slash rat problem. Slight? Yeah, it's been a lot. But we, so behind our house, we How have. How like, many? No, I just <laughs> well, I'll, I'll get there. Behind our house, we have a little bit of a yard and it goes down into like this. Um, I don't even know how to. Uh, what do you call it? Like, like a ravine. A ravine. Like a, yeah. um, where does water drain off? What do you call them? Uh, retention pond retention, type yeah, thing. Yeah. So, but it's all grown up. Um, and so I think we have a lot of bunnies, but also rats down there mm-hmm. and a lot of hawks circling too, because they know they're down there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we're sitting on our outside little couch, which is, a, you know, about four feet wide enough for two people. And I'm sitting there for half the game. Then all of a sudden, one of our friends who was there feels this thing run across her no. hand sitting on the couch. You're kidding. I'm not kidding. This is not a fake story. This is truth. Oh, Absolute I'm truth, not relative right truth. Now. And. <laughs> So she, so she freaks out. I'm like, leave me alone. I'm watching the game. Uh, then I sit back down in my spot because the thing ran. I, I searched for it for a good five minutes and just oh couldn't gosh. find the thing. I'm not kidding. Yeah. I, so I had a shovel um, and he was he was going to go go to a place that I would not go. <laughs> but anyway, then I sit down and then all of a sudden Shelly hears some squeaking. You're kidding. Bro. I'm not joking you. This so is, I stand this up. This is great story time. And I find on the couch cushion a little part where I was sitting and the back of it was eaten through and like he went in there. Then I pick it up. <laughs> There's five baby <gasps> mouses, mices, about yay big. See about that? No hair. So they're like brand new. And they're like, squeak, squeak, squeaky. And I'm like, what do I do in this situation? So everybody runs inside and leaves me to fend for myself. So about five of them fall onto the ground and there's only one thing left to do. And, do no, do not say- bro, no, don't stop. So here, I just want you to know something, okay? We have to come out. No, we don't. I have a heart. I have a heart for animals, okay? But here's my thinking. I can't put them back in the cushion. If I throw them into the ravine, they're going to die anyway. So out of my compassion, we just go at them. And uh, so we throw them in there, and then everybody goes inside and enjoys the game. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe that this just happened. Right? This is Did crazy. You, I told you it was a crazy oh story. Gosh. Is this a bad story? I feel like people are very engaged right now. Thank you. So <laughs> if you want to come to my house, you just got to know you might get bitten by a rat. But you'll turn into Splinter and then become a superhero. So you're good oh to go. From Ninja gosh. Turtles. <laughs> what? What a, what a coaster ride I that was. This. So that mom, though, is still at large. Okay. True story. Actually, Wanted. so yesterday, my job was to pressure wash the entire... 
back half of the house and mm-hmm. clean it up so they don't have little places to to live. To nest. So we bring a new rug out because we had to get rid of that rug. <laughs> Shelly actually carries it because I was doing work and we put it down. So I pick it up to put it in its spot. A rat runs out of the mat. It was rolled up. Bro, you, you guys have got, problems. You guys have a problem. Y'all need to go figure this out. Yeah. Oh my Why are you gosh. looking at me like that? Oh my gosh, I'm so <laughs> this shocked. Is, this is real worthy. This, this is true. Is, yeah, yeah oh I, my I think gosh. our faces so, alone. Yeah, seriously. I think the mom really has to forgive me. There you go. Segway. Speaking of forgiveness. It was crazy, man. Oh, um, I, you know, I've talked to my, I'm having my mom over for a few days, like while my wife recovers um, from her little surgery. Um, we, we've gotten to talk about forgiveness and stuff. Mm-hmm. And... My mom, Sunday evening, she comes to me. She's like, Alex, you won't believe it. She's like, um, one of the leaders at her church um, was doing a a class on the kingdom of God. And guess where the conversation led to? I'm like, no way. I'll talk about forgiveness. Mice. She's, oh. No, not mice. <laughs> oh, I thought, that was you, I thought mice, you were trying to back. No, I'm not talking Killing back to you. Rat babies. I'm segueing out of that one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she's like, uh, they started talking about forgiveness. And uh, long story short, the uh, unfortunately, this person lost a significant other also through a, a drunk uh, driver. Mm. This was many, many years ago, mm-hmm. and she hadn't forgiven this individual. Mm-hmm. And so it went from a class on the kingdom of God, talking about forgiveness, and then they had a, in, what, I don't know how you would phrase it in English, but just like an in, internal healing session with this mm-hmm. individual, um, where it's like, hey. You got to, you got to, you got to ask for forgiveness. Um, this is holding you down. It is so yeah. central. It is central. I, I mean, yeah. it, it I, other than forgiveness, I don't, I don't want to say anything blasphemous, but like what else mm-hmm. well, genuinely sets us apart from the world? That's what I feel. I think I said that's that a, a couple point. weeks ago, but it's forgiveness is distinct yeah. to Christianity and it is central to Christianity yes. and it is the very thing that gets you into his kingdom. Yeah. And it, it is the thing that he did first yes. that then allows us yeah. to forgive, you know? And yeah. so not only did Jesus Christ lead the way and pave the way, um, now it is our way to get into heaven and our way to live a um, a life full of freedom mm-hmm. and with joy, you mm-hmm. know, that only he brings. I want to talk about that topic because— when you see verses that are in scripture that talk about forgiveness, there is almost, there is a component of like, forgive and you will be forgiven. Yeah. And um, I don't have all the references in front of me, but it that tends to be the, the sentiment. And so I do want to talk about for people who they may be like, okay, if so are you telling me that if I don't forgive someone? That's, I was about to look that up. Um, so I do have some thoughts on it. And some of this actually read about from John Piper. Can I ask, can I ask a question before you get Please, into this? Yeah. Because it goes on to kind of what... So do you think you have to verbally tell the person you are forgiving that you forgive them? I would say, it, I would say like in most cases, yes. In most cases. I think there are unique situations. Um, mm-hmm. And... So, okay, so do you think that forgiveness, but, but so if forgiveness is more for yourself, right? Yes. So what's the benefit in that healing? So my wife asked me to share this, um, cause she had heard Tim Ross say that forgiveness is vertical. It's you and God mm-hmm. healing is horizontal. Mm. And so a lot of times to receive proper healing and freedom 
Um, there, there needs to be the forgiveness, you know, vertically, you and the Lord, you, you have truly forgave and truly forgiven means you don't, every time you return to that thought, you're not bashing, you're not gossiping, you're not resentful, bitter about it. Like you have truly forgiven. You don't return to those mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Um, but the healing aspect is huge. How do you have a, um, a life where you can be genuinely be yourself and be with others, not necessarily the person that you forgave, I'm just saying, but be with others without having a root of bitterness in your life, you know? Mm. And again, just a reminder, bitterness translated in the Greek is poison. Mm-hmm. And so if you carry bitter, you in, a, you in a sense, you're carrying poison, you live a poisoned life. And you those know? things will seep out in those your words, actions. Out. Oh yeah. yeah. That, and, and that bitterness is not only for you, you will affect others. Mm-hmm. It is the nature of, of uh, just, hmm. you know, being in that state. So, um, where, was that? where well, else did you want to go with that? I, so, wanted, to, I wanted to talk about, because, th- so I'll, I'll add this article um, in the show notes, but I want to read this. So the, the question is, what if I die, like, before I forgive my adversary, like someone yeah. who's hurt me? Um, the answer to that hangs on the way that you see forgiveness functioning. That is, you're forgiving, you're forgiving others functioning in your final salvation. If you think that God looks at each deed of your forgiving and repays it with salvation, um, then if it's missing when you die, you would lose your salvation. Um, That's the way you can see, that's the way you conceive it. Um, If you think that the deed of your forgiving is one of the fruits of your union with Christ, Hmm. then if one of your fruits has not yet ripened into an act of forgiving, it would not necessarily prove that you're not united with Christ for two reasons. First, because there are other fruits that show the reality of your union with Christ. And second, because the Lord himself could see the seed of your act, even if it did not have time for the seed of forgiveness to grow into the deed of forgiving. So anyway, I thought that was really beautiful because people might be like, well, if I, if I, if I die and I haven't forgiven this person, does that, does that mean I've lost out on my well, on heaven, my be like inheritance? Any other sin. Exactly. If I didn't repent of that one individual sin. No, yeah. it's a, it's a bigger picture of salvation. Yes. Salvation doesn't hinge on every single sin you do. Yes. It hinges on the cross. But it, so I think, and I think the good way to view it is forgiveness being a barometer mm, of yeah. like, how much am I really trusting God? How much am yeah. I really believing in his forgiveness of me? How much am I really yeah. believing in the scripture that ne- tells me I need to forgive? Wow. That's just, it's kind of a barometer. And yep. so you should start pulling the thread of forgiveness. Right. You should start that journey of it. And uh, by doing all the other things that we are supposed to do, by spending time with the Lord, by being transformed, the renewing of our mind, by yielding to the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, by being in the secret place, all of those things, that is what will help the seed Yep. bear fruit, yep. uh, the right. fruit of forgiveness in our lives. So that verse, I think that you were referring to is Matthew six fourteen. For if you forgive men of their trespasses, your heavenly father mm-hmm. will also forgive you. But if you do not, neither will your father. Now he's not saying if you don't forgive every single person that's harmed mm-hmm. you, you're not going to be, but um, you're not going to be able to receive salvation. But this guy says it this way. It's the point is to open your eyes to the extent of the cross. And what happens is if we don't understand what Christ did for us, then we'll start judging others and thinking that we're at a higher level than they are. This guy says, once our eyes have been opened to see the enormity of our offense against God, the injuries which others have done to us appear by comparison extremely trifling. If on the other hand, we have an exaggerated view of the offenses of others, it proves that we have minimized our own. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the point. It's not you... Uh, you do need to forgive. I'm yes. not saying that at all. But yes. it, in the case that you said, if you pass away before, 
No, it's just you you need to understand that you your sins and everybody else's sins are equal in the eyes of mm-hmm. God. Therefore, you forgive others because you understand what Christ has done mm-hmm. for you. Yep. That's that's it. This is probably wow. maybe this is too transparent for the podcast, but I'm gonna go in because I feel like I experienced more this transparent on, than the rats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't be any worse than that. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty it's pretty bold. But on Sunday, <laughs> I felt like I was really was asking the Lord will you help me? Like, mm-hmm. will you help me to forgive? And I I started like, even just drawing from some of the things that I heard Caleb share mm-hmm. was kind of drawing inspiration from that. And like, Lord, I want to, I want to bless. Wow. I want to. And so I'm like trying to say these things. And it's almost, it's funny now talking about it. But in the moment, I'm like, I am saying this with my mouth. So I had to say, Lord, I'm saying this with my mouth, but I don't feel it in my heart. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to change that. Mm-hmm. I don't, mm-hmm. I can't make myself feel feel something that I don't feel. So I'm going to say it with my mouth, but I need your help in here. I can't. Well, you realize what you just did? You went back to Hebrews, Hebrews 13. Your lips acknowledged him. Yeah. That is, I did yeah. not realize that that is the process yes. taking place, but I guess that just the fruit of your lips is acknowledging him. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. it is, I, I want to um, almost like give people permission to do that too, to start the process. And we did mention this on the forgiveness podcast that you don't, you shouldn't wait till you feel forgiveness mm. to start forgiving. But this is, again, one of those real conversations that you have with God where you're like, I want to say these things about this person. Mm. I want to say, bless them, give them this, like pour out your blessings. And I can say it verbally, but wow. my heart mm. is still feeling so pinched or like, I just don't want to. So God, I need your I need your help mm. with that. Yes. Um, and I will Man. say— that night, I felt like I experienced some freedom. I came to NRS just to wow. like sit in on worship. And there was a moment there where I was like, I, j- I actually found myself saying it. And I was like, Lord, my heart is free. Like, yeah. I actually can say this yes. right now. And so that was like a real, wow. like within, you know, 12 hours of each other, like testimony where I was like, thank you, Lord. I actually feel like I can say this genuinely. That's so interesting. It is very your, interesting. Your mind went ahead of your heart. Yeah. But it it took a moment for them to to connect. And yes, I don't, I yeah, don't that's how it, it's here. literally how it's like how that it scripture. It's like the spirit is always willing, you know, but the flesh is weak. Yes, you know, and so but usually it's the opposite, where your heart it knows the truth, but mm-hmm. your mind is delayed in, in following the truth. Yeah, yeah. You know, this time uh-huh. it was. I mean, not that that's a bad. Yeah. I'm just no, saying, yeah, it's no, interesting yeah. how that works. It's a. Uh, it's always a. Uh, how do you call that thing when things are being pulled? Um, tug of war. Tug of war. It's like tug yeah. of war. Yeah, yeah like. Mm. Yeah. Um, I was going to, kind of where I wanted to jump to for this, like part two of yeah. forgiveness. Um, I guess what we'll talk about first is this idea of, of memory. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lord gave us a memory. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you guys know that phrase, uh, forgive and forget. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about how like, it's it's impossible to forget. Mm-hmm. Like we as humans, we, we record things and words and um, experiences can mark us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, in essence, it's like in our soul, there is a memory chip that records seasons of pain that was afflicted on us. Mm. Um, the gospel is sufficient for the past that you've been through, but you have to apply the gospel. You have to administer the grace that is available to you, mm. um, which is really just kind of quoting scripture as well. So mm. um Paul says, Apostle Paul says, make sure you don't fall short of the grace that has been provided for you. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the whole line mm. of grace is available for you. Don't fall short of it when you feel that bitterness, mm-hmm. you know, and this is a command. Mm-hmm. Don't fall short of it. Hold on to it. 
You have to sacrificially submit yourself and die to yourself, crucify the flesh, and grab that grace. That mm-hmm. grace is available. The Lord's like, it's right here for you. Yeah. Take it. Take it, you know? Bro, this says, um, this article, forgiveness isn't about forgetting. You know, um, God says it takes our sins as far as the east is from the west, but he doesn't say he forgets them. Mm-hmm. He just, he doesn't hold them against you. Yeah. And this is exactly what this says. When you forgive, it doesn't mean that you... Um, Hold on, I went backwards. Let's say it this way. Forgiveness means that uh, we let go of the other person's sin. It means we don't dwell on it anymore and we don't let it affect our life. We don't say it was okay and we don't um, condone it. And then he says, it just means we're ready to move on. You're letting go of the debt they owe you. Mm -hmm. And that's That's that's, the example of Christ. So there's the East and the West, you know, scripture. And then you also have um, the blood of Christ that the Father sees um, his creation but we've been washed pure mm-hmm. by the blood of Jesus. So mm-hmm. there's also that aspect. Of course, God, the blessed Trinity, um, there, there, there's no forgetting. Mm-hmm. Like they are omni, omniscient. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but there is that grace where the father says, no, I see my son mm-hmm. in you. Mm-hmm. And that's the part where it's just like, we have to take that, um, I mean, is it even appropriate to say concept as a Christ follower, when we see others, mm-hmm. you know, where it's just like, I have to see you be, the way Jesus sees you. Yeah. And that's so hard so often. I think that um, if we could get there, if you yeah. can get there in your mind, I'm talking about today, like whoever it is that pops in your mind when a forgiveness conversation comes yeah. up, if you can, if part of your prayer is, I need to see them like you see them, Lord, yeah. because mm-hmm. it will change everything because a lot of times for people that you that have hurt you, you're like, I don't know how anybody mm-hmm. could love that person. Yep. 100%. <laughs> but especially if you love justice and want justice uh, and yep. all that kind of, you're like, so I don't want to see how anybody could love them, but especially like a God of justice. Like, but that's, we, we don't fully understand God's justice, yep. you know? Yeah. And um, the justice of the cross. And so, I think, I just think everything you're saying is essential, like, and it will change everything and it will make you be like, almost like yep. until you're healed, disappointed, like yep. you love them yep. and I need you to help me love mm. them like you love them. Yeah. And that's, it's a, it's a, and that's it's a, a process. That's a daily practice. Yeah. Um, I want to, my next segment on like on my notes here was just, mm-hmm. we like the all of a sudden healings, mm-hmm. which is biblical, mm-hmm. but we also to have to understand that forgiveness and the need to forgive is a daily practice. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, it mm-hmm. is something that we daily have to go to and daily have to um, really press in our, our minds yeah. and our hearts, our soul. Like we, we need to walk in forgiveness yeah. um, because the Lord didn't die more for you than he did for me. Like mm-hmm. he died for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so there there tends to be this, whether it is how, how weak our flesh can be, whether it's pride um, or just, you know, even self-righteousness, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, no. Jesus Christ died for that individual. Yeah. And so the beauty about this, and, and it's um, not to sound random, but um, there's been moments where I've been in the car and I see a homeless person. Jesus died for that person mm-hmm. just as much as he did you. Mm-hmm. In the same way that individual's homeless, there's such a brokenness in us that we have to understand that could be us too. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, because there's there are certain things in our lives that like, you sometimes you wonder how did that person become homeless mm-hmm. and life gets messy, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you ask some people, how did you get here? And then there's some like 
horror stories, you know? Um, but that could easily been us. And so there's this grace that you have to hold on to. Okay. You know what that makes me think yeah. of? And it kind of makes me cringe is how many people are asking the Lord to help them forgive me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm the one who really screwed up for somebody and maybe I don't even oh, know don't it. Oh, to think about that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I mean. What if you're the person that somebody needs to forgive? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and like, rightful, like ju- rightfully so because I did right, something yeah. that was just not. We're more in, in I mean, sinful nature. We're so more important to ourselves. You know what I mean? So uh, our yeah. hurt is more important than someone else's hurt. Well, and the way that I've heard it before is like we demand perfection from other people, yeah, but then yeah. we also demand grace for ourselves. Mm. We yeah. demand grace for ourselves, yep. but we um, we very rarely extend it. But and all the while not realizing like we can be just as offensive oh, in are. certain ways, and, you know? Well, yeah, for the most yeah. part. Yeah, you just flip, you just turn the tables mm-hmm. <laughs> for many. Well, and I, I, that's, it really is the core of the whole conversation. Like, wow. do I think that I'm better than yeah, somebody because else? because here's the other, the, here's the other like turn. Perhaps somebody initiated something, mm-hmm. but you're the one that took the damage further. Mm-hmm. And one oh, that's good, the, yeah, yeah. And one of the constant like conversations I've been having is do I need to approach that individual? Mm-hmm. That just keeps, that question keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. And our friend, Vanessa um, uh-huh. Garcia, talking to her for the past few weeks, like she did this incredible thing where she asked um, for forgiveness to her own dad mm-hmm. for something that happened when she was 11 mm-hmm. um, through just uh, a separation that occurred, you know, with family. And, um, but she didn't realize how much she carried through like her her, her uh, I would say just her young age into mm-hmm. adulthood, right? And the Holy Spirit spoke to her so vividly through a dream and through people like, you you need to forgive your dad. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I thought I forgave him. But here's the deal. Again, the question is, do I need to forgive? Do I need to like reconcile um, face to face? What's incredible is she didn't realize that once this day would come that she would ask for forgiveness, it actually canceled a, um, it released a repetitive cycle that kept occurring in their family. Wow. And asking for forgiveness was the very thing that liberated both of them, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so my my uh, challenge for a lot of folks would be, do you wonder, do you ever wonder that something in your life just seems like it's a, it's a constant repetition and nothing is like gaining, nothing is, there's no traction, mm-hmm. you're just stuck. And you got to ask the Holy Spirit, can you help me discern what is that thing that needs to be released? Mm-hmm. And for Vanessa, it was wrath. It was unforgiveness that she needed to verbally acknowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, I thought I did forgive him, but mm-hmm. I really didn't forgive, mm-hmm. you know? And so um, I would just encourage you, people would be surprised the moment you approach, let's say a parent, you might be amazed to see what the fruit of that will be mm-hmm. in years to come. Yeah. Or the thing that was holding them back was because you were holding back as well. Mm. You know? That's interesting. No, it's very interesting yeah. because uh, it's the, the thing that I shared with you last week too, Sally. It's like the moment um, in friendship or in family, you confess something, you actually create a covenant yeah. with one another. So if I say, um, if I start like sharing with you my deepest, darkest, or just hurts or whatever, I'm creating a covenant to you that creates, it makes us accountable to each other how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Are you growing? Mm-hmm. Are you progressing? 
you know, and the moment you can re- like literally just cancel that, um, let's just create, let's just call it a, a stronghold, you know, because bitterness is a, is a, a stronghold. Yes. It's a spirit behind that thing. Yeah. The moment you can cancel that and release it, there is freedom in Christ. Mm-hmm. And then that's, that's the past. Mm-hmm. And the beauty about this too, let's get even deeper. If you have a legacy with children, you don't want your children to continue to, to have that same um, yeah. mm-hmm. I, what's the word for stuckness, but just being stuck. I was yeah. like, root was my thing. Yeah, yeah you know, seed. And so if you don't want something to continue on down generations, discern it, ask the Holy Spirit and cut it. Break mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Break that thing. Because it's real. Like, how can you be a Christian and not believe in generational curses? You mm-hmm. just think it's a, it's a mystical, um, just cliche mm-hmm. phrase or something. No, no, no. These are real things. Mm-hmm. Again, you see it so often, you see... Uh, a mother 30 years ago have a child at 16 and marry an abusive husband. And then for some reason, 20, 30 years later comes and that daughter does the same mm-hmm. thing. What is this cycle? Mm-hmm. You know, and these are the things that as uh, as Christ followers, we need to be bold. We need to go against the enemy. We need to partner with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and we need to cancel mm-hmm. these things. Mm-hmm. This is not going to continue to happen in my family. Yeah. You know, you see, People with drug addiction or alcohol. Mm-hmm. Why does alcohol continue to just follow my my family line? You know, there is a cycle. Mm-hmm. There is a stronghold. And so um, what the Holy Spirit has been revealing to me so deeply is that a lot of the roots of this has a lot to do with unforgiveness. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the person that introduced you to alcohol. It has nothing to do with the person that hurt you. Oh, in the context of what the, the action mm-hmm. it has everything to do with what you have against that individual. Mm-hmm or that, that family, and there's a sense of, if you carry the Holy Spirit and He's commanded you to forgive, you need to walk in forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And if you don't understand how much Jesus has truly forgiven you, you know, like mm-hmm. this is why it's hard for you to forgive because you could be like, yeah, well, He died for me. Well, do you know how, like, do you know what that means? Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. understand the weight, you know? This um, goes back to what you just remind me of is, we. I don't know why this has been on our minds and mm-hmm. we've been talking about it was the, importance of discipleship in the home because generational curses. Yeah, that is a different term, but more so I think our kids, um, their, their brain and their development of their brain is, is really not a long time. If you look at the scope of the rest of their life, that makes sense. So what they see now at three and my boys, three, six and eight, however old they are, that, that starts to shape them for, as they're adults. So like you're saying, if they are seeing these things in their home, well, this is the part where they start to see, okay, how am I supposed to respond in this world? Well, who do they look at the most to, to figure it out? The parents. Yeah. So that's how it starts to shape. And you can break those, those things that you spoke of, but it has to be through prayer and it has to be right now because this is what is shaping the kids well, for, their, for their generation, for their life. That too, Ryan, I love that you're talking about children because what you just said was so was so key, which is how is it that a child can experience these things at such a young age, but then still continue to deal with it for almost for the rest of their lives mm-hmm. at times. And it, it puts the weight of how important it is to be so present with your children. Yeah. Mm. And so there's this like statistics that I've heard where it's just like, um, you have up until the age of seven to to truly, truly shape your kid's mind. That's what I was saying. It's such a small time. And then you have till the age of 12 to really shape like even their emotions. Mm. But age 12 is actually the, de- it's not age 18, how we call it here in the United States, 18 year adult, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. It's really age 12 is the, um, it's kind of the cutoff point in which 
they are who they are for the rest, the way they think, the way they act, their mannerisms, mm-hmm. their, all that stuff is age 12. Hmm. That's, and then at that point, they're just gonna mature and it's gonna take the work of the Holy Spirit to undo things. Right, yeah. You know, but so often for some reason, we just think we got 18 years with this kid or um, or however, you know, um, or for some, I don't even know why we, we'd like to kick kids out at 18. And besides like, we understand we go to college, but that's not, that's oh, not what the word says. Mm-hmm. A male is 25 years old to where they're, as the world would say, developed mentally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ladies are around like 21. Yeah, sometimes for men, it's like 27. Oh, no, like Or like 38. <laughs> Sally. <laughs> Sorry. You know, you know what's going back to this real quick? Habits of the household? Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, literally, and this is not, talk about shame, that's the next week. This is what I'm dealing with is, man, those are the most key moments. And I feel like a lot of times in my life, I've missed a lot of those because I wasn't aware of this stuff. But you can't get bogged down in the No, I was going to say that because, uh, you know, if you're listening, don't let lies of no, shame that's come not, in. Yeah, yeah, that's not our point. Because the truth is, the reality is, they're God's. You can't save them from their story. You're going to screw up at some point anyway, and he's going to yeah. have to come yeah. in and do what he does and fix that. You could be you yeah. be a perfect earthly parent. You're not Jesus, you know? Yeah. And so you know, he will. they will have their stories. So my I had wonderful parents. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have a bad thing to say about my parents. They did everything they could to raise us in a godly Christian home. Mm-hmm. So going to counseling, it's funny that the thing that I remembered most from my childhood was not the good things. Mm-hmm. It was the traumas that I experienced mm-hmm. because that's how I was shaped. My mind held on to those. Mm-hmm. Um, and so today, to, again, this is not shaming anybody, but my parents did all they could. Mm-hmm. And I still, my mind just yeah. naturally held on to the traumas, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. necessarily the good things. Now, of course they did, but yeah. just talking about that. So that's what they hold on to. So mm-hmm. it's our, as parents and as grandparents, that as spiritual mothers and fathers is to help parents disciple their kids the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to this real quick. Oh, no, go ahead. No, no, no. I will say thank you for saying. Fight. No, I was kidding. Thank you for saying grandparents <laughs> too. Like yeah. it is a family thing. It is. Yeah. Well, you talk about generations. Like, yeah. I mean, it is. I don't know how else to explain that. Like I love having my parents over and, you know, my parents can be a little bit more traditional Hispanic, you know, um, but what I love about my parents, they don't, they don't interfere with how we parent, but they mm. do encourage us in some ways, mm-hmm. you know? Um, mm. And I love that. I mean, I had a sit down moment with my mom and we just chatted and she said it was with kindness. It wasn't like pride. It wasn't arrogant, you know? Um, and the best thing to do is like, listen. And not, and you know that thing in our heart and our flesh, you're like. Yeah, it's called mm-hmm. pride. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I don't mean that, but it yeah, is. Yeah. It's no, like, no, yeah, I know yeah. what I'm 100%. doing. No, but don't again, it's just doing. like, how good are you at listening? Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, and not only listening, but like then applying, you know, and having Mm -hmm. healthy conversations, you know, it's like, um, I was able to say, Hey mom, here are the things I identify that I feel like we, um, we are going to be doing better, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and that's just, that's just maturity. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, cause in other regards, like, Hey, don't tell me how to raise my kids, you know, like (laughs) pride. Yeah, bro. But I've been there too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause there is a level too. I don't know as men, I don't know, Sally, you can speak on this from a late standpoint. Like I want to prove to my parents that I can do it. I don't yeah. need your help. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And that's a that's a pride issue. It's like, what do you, this isn't a competition. This mm-hmm. isn't a battle. Yep. Um, they have a lot of wisdom and we should listen to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's funny, you say, okay, pride, that is the root of unforgiveness if you think about Absolutely, that. Yeah. This says, um, I was going to get to this because it, mm-hmm. it reminded me off of what you were saying before we got into that. But um, this article says that one of the keys to understanding and to be able to forgive is to understand that forgiveness isn't fair. Like we want Thing, I'm gonna oh, wow. We want things to be fair. Yeah. And that said, this whole karma it brought in. So let me just Dang. read it. it, it won't take long. Yeah, this is blowing up right now. This was good. Okay, hold it. 
because this is good. It says, we like things to be fair. The message of karma, karma has come into the Western culture. Uh, you get what you deserve, whether it's good or bad. And that's what we want. We want each person to get what they deserve. But the reality is it's rare in this world. Karma isn't true. The Bible now shows a different way to live. Romans 3.23 says we're all, we all deserve death, but God gives us life instead. Forgiveness in the Bible isn't about getting, giving people what they deserve. It's about giving people what they need. Mm. The, by definition, forgiveness isn't fair. It's letting go of a debt that someone has racked up. They deserve to pay. They deserve punishment. Karma says they should, but the Bible says we should forgive. That's not fair. We had to get past yeah. that. It's not fair for the person who has to forgive, who was wrongfully sinned against, mm-hmm. it's not fair for them. But that's not what God calls mm-hmm. you to. He didn't call you to be fair. He calls you to, to love people. Wow. And I love how it said this. It's about giving people what they need, not mm-hmm. what they deserve. And again, this all goes back to the, the Christ on the cross. Literally. I mean, was it fair for him? No. But he gave people what, perfect. He, what they needed. Mm-hmm. They needed salvation. That's what were you going to say? Well, what blows my mind is this, um, this idea. Uh, when, when you think of God's creation and humanity, he deposits in people, um, some people more like, you're going to be a righteous person. And so like somebody like my wife, she likes to follow rules, you know? And so this idea of fairness is very interesting because in her nature, she doesn't like to do wrong. She doesn't like to do wrong things. Mm-hmm. It's kind of annoying because like, even when I'm dri- driving, not that I'm doing illegal things, but like, let me do something. And she's like, no, it says turn left. And I'm mm-hmm. like, but I won't go that way. You know, it's like, <laughs> so, you know, it's just those funny things, but um, it blows my mind because in so many ways, that's how our brain functions. It's like, but that's not fair. Mm-hmm. And fairness, if you just grab your finger and you point it back at yourself, it ain't about you. I was about to mm-hmm. say, it's pride. It's mm-hmm. pride. It's like, and, and that's where it's just like, Holy Spirit, please help me see through your mm-hmm. lens. Mm. And everything that I do in my life, let me have an eternal perspective, a heavenly perspective. And it shifts everything. Yeah. So I want to talk, one of the things when we walked away from the conversation two weeks ago, um, I did feel like we touched a lot on like the big things, the big ways that yep. we've been wronged or sinned mm-hmm. against or things like that. But one of the other articles I was reading um I just thought this is so good because when we're told to love our enemies, we can have big enemies in life. You know, people who, again, who have severely wronged us, Mm -hmm. really hurt us, who are probably unrepentant, haven't asked for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. They don't care. They're just moving on with their lives like that. We can have those people in our lives. But um, the way that this was another John Piper thing, but he just kind of described an enemy is anyone that is an adversary at the moment. And this can be my husband. Mm. This can be my kids. This can be anybody who is not listening to me, who is treating me poorly, or um, just that I, we've just got something Mm -hmm. that's not clicking or met like, it's anybody that we're not viewing as a friend right now. And so that's who our enemy is. And so I want to talk about that because I think where we get to these big moments of forgiveness is practiced in our daily Hmm. rhythms of the people that we may just have friction with. may just, our personalities may not mix. Like you think this way, you act this way, you're a rule follower. I'm not a rule follower. You know, it's like whatever those little things. And so we just feel like they're coming at us. And so I think we have to get good at those things. So those are the things like quickly forget, like walking around without an offense mm. always um, and being able to quickly forgive. And two of the the tools that he gives, because um, the question that, that he, or the, the title of this one is the major obstacle in forgiving others. So the first question is like, how, how do we forgive? And he mm. gives these two um, supporting 
uh, I guess, helpers in forgiveness. And the first one is loving our enemies. So he calls it enemy love. So regardless of what they've done to you, we are called even to enemy love. So no matter the degree, like it can be a great degree of offense or it could be like they looked at me the wrong way or spoke to me the Mm -hmm. wrong way or, um, you know, just offended me or something. You know what I'm saying? Enemy love. How is is that possible? How is what possible? Enemy love. I I know what I'm just saying. Think about that. Yeah. Now what's even deeper too is the crowd that Jesus is saying this to. And, you know, you have so, so much Jewish people living under Roman rule and you're telling me mm. to love um, a Gentile mm-hmm. because that's that's who you would consider your enemy. Right. Yeah. And you're like, so it goes so much deeper too because this is people you would have considered unclean, not God's people. Like this yep. gets deep. This is yeah. a Sinful, racial yeah. tension. Like, you know, all this stuff is like, that's a different race. That's mm. a different people. Like they're not your people. How am I supposed to love them? Yeah. And this is a different gospel, not a wrong gospel. This is Jesus disrupting the system saying the gospel is for everyone. Mm-hmm. Well, and this they're thinking all throughout their history that they've been taught. These are the people that constantly brought them into slavery, hurt them, tore down their, there's the yeah, root of bitterness over and over and over again. Yeah. So that's what I mean is like, and you can understand that you yeah. can understand their hesitancy to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No. You, want, you want us to love a people that has enslaved us. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, like how, and that's what I mean. How is that possible? Who have, yeah, who has hurt our families for generations? It, it's impossible. Yeah. If we try to do it on our own. And Absolutely. That's the only way to say it. And this is so he says it, this is Jesus, but then that Peter doubles down on it in First Peter three nine. Peter. Do not repay evil for evil, but on the contrary, bless. For this, um, for to this you were called uh, that you may obtain a blessing. So again, we see mm. that that concept. Wow. But he goes on to say that the Christian who is forgiving is choosing to not be the punisher. And so I think that is the role that we do want to no. take on so often is you hurt me. Like I'm going to show you, I'm going to wow. make you feel it. Um, the second thing, the second thing that he talks about in aiding this forgiveness process, even for the little offenses is uh, forbearance. So we are called to forbear with one another. And so it says, as Colossians 3, 12 through 13 says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, bearing with one another. Um, It says, or as the old King James says, forbearing one another. And in other words, that means Hmm. enduring one another. And forbearance is not a forgetting of what has been done. It Mm. is a, and if you go back to it, it is a love. Love is covering it. It's not saying it didn't happen, but it's covering it and saying, I'm going to choose to not look at it and I'm going to love you regardless. I'm Mm going to bless you regardless Mm. of what you've done. And so he kind of, I guess he touches on that too. Um, that love covers a multitude of sin. It just covers them and endures them. They don't wow. go away. And so Man. those two those two things, when we get to a place where we're like, do I really have to forgive? Or sometimes you're wondering, like, even if it's been a little, of, a, lit, a small offense, you may even tell yourself, I don't need to forget. Like somehow yeah. it's like, well, I don't need to forgive that. Like forgive sounds like such a big yeah. act. No, you still need to walk through that process of forgiveness and not let what that one little comment that they made that wasn't some huge, terrible thing, but let this little thing be that seed or that root of bitterness because it will grow. So to be practicing those things for Mm. parents, I'm going to go ahead and cover this. I'm going to move on. I'm not going to let this take root in my heart. We're going to like, I'm going to 
cover it, which means it doesn't go away. It's just covered. So one thing I want to add there, um, one of the notes that I had was if we make that part of our, if we make uh, forgiving Mm -hmm. part of our daily rhythm, it will equip us for the wrongs we will experience, the pains we will encounter. Because this life will continue to throw at us Mm -hmm. things that will hurt us. And so the the uh, the repetitiveness and the urgency that the Bible tells us to forgive, mm-hmm. and then you have Peter saying, "Not only forgive, but bless." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you can make this part of your daily rhythm, when things come your way, you you actually can handle it even like mm-hmm. way better than if you would have just stayed with that root of bitterness. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think it does build it, on every, each other. It yes. builds on each other, yeah. and this is the stuff that we have to. Um, I'll say this word, like we have to attack. Mm-hmm. We have to get to the root of these things. Yeah. You know? The so what this article goes on to talk about is the major obstacle to forgiveness is the fact that um we want everybody to know. Mm. That is the major obstacle. We want to know we want other people to know how we were hurt. We want that person to feel you hurt me so bad. We don't want mm. our pain to be ignored. So wow. that is probably the biggest obstacle. And I would agree with that. That's the biggest obstacle mm. that we face when we're looking at un, when we're dealing with unforgiveness. Yeah. Again, whether it's a big or small offense. Wow. And I will say this, this was one of the best things that anybody could have ever said to me. And I do return to it a lot, um, but going through a specific season of life, um, and I felt like nobody knows. Like, yeah. and I wish everybody knew. Yeah. And she looked me dead in my eyes, and she said, "God is your witness." Yeah. That changed everything for wow. me. It really did. Now I've still have to journey through this thing of forgiveness, but I think having that perspective. God hmm. knows. God knows and sees everything. Yeah. So, so, so that. the question yeah. really becomes: in your forgiveness or lack thereof, how real is God to me, and does His opinion of me in this situation matter yeah. more than anyone else's? Do I really need everybody to know everything that happened? Wow. If God is real, no, because He saw, He knows. And that is good enough for me. Yep. And I can rest at night knowing that the judge who judges justly yes. has seen it. He will have his justice in whatever way that looks like. And you know what? His justice may be um, just the simple fact of Jesus on the cross and that person is covered by that Bro, too. And you, is you, that enough for me? I, well, I've been waiting oh my because gosh. I was over here looking at something because oh that gosh. was that was something I was going to bring up is it, just being real, it is hard in the day-to-day to trust in the justice and judgment of God in the future. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to mm-hmm. it's hard for the, for me to be satisfied mm-hmm. without immediate judgment mm-hmm. or justice. But revelation, that's what we've been studying and I couldn't find it. That's I, amazing cuz you sound just you sound just like the Jewish people. Yeah. Well, I'm just yeah. being real. Yeah. And that's the flesh in me and it's hard to fight that battle, wow. you know, and you see um I can't remember where it was. Oh, I just felt the Lord is good. He is. Amen. 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 So in Revelation the six, the uh, the people were they were being persecuted on earth, and they asked the Lord, "When are you crying out for vengeance? When are you going to do that?" And He said, "Just wait a little bit longer." Mm-hmm. Now they're in the presence of God, but it's like, Lord, I don't want to wait. Yeah. I want Him to get what He deserves. That's why forgiveness isn't fair. Yeah. And forgiveness and the the judgment, the vengeance of the Lord will come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we got to remember too, like you brought up earlier is we're part of that. Yeah. I mean, we we do things that people have to forgive us from well, too. Well, that, that always sticks out to me, Frank Turek, where, you know, when people, mm. um, when people come up to him and say, um, 
you know, well, why does God allow X, Y, Z? Like, horrific things that mm. happen to people and children. And, you know, when th- that's their, that's their obstacle to mm-hmm. faith. And mm-hmm. his thing is, is because if he, ju- if he judged the way that we judge, you wouldn't be standing here right now. I wouldn't be standing here wow. right now. If, if we were judged for every single sin and not through the eyes of Jesus or through the, um, the blood of Jesus, wow. we'd be annihilated like that. Like yeah. there, no one is good enough, you know? And so and even what's you think about Adam and Eve, they weren't annihilated. Like yes. the way we would have thought they, yes. they were um, deemed to yeah. be. Yeah. Even then the Lord. It, gracious. <laughs> graciously yes. like, no, we're going to, we're going to do this. Yeah. Right. We're going to, you know, we're going to redeem why this. Patience is a fruit of the spirit. This he literally so says, rest a little longer. Mm-hmm. You patient part of mm-hmm. the Holy spirit working in you. And this is also a part of the forgiveness process that when we want um, justice Mm -hmm. or even when we don't want to go through the forgiveness process, we want to wake up and be miraculously healed and be like, wow, that thing doesn't affect me anymore. Um, uh, 1 Peter 2.9 says this, this is a gracious thing when mindful of God, one endures sorrow while suffering unjustly. Hmm. God actually delights if we are in the midst of suffering unjustly, but can be mindful of him. Mm. And so wow, this is a, this is a good thing for our, you prayed this before this podcast that we would be rich spiritually. Mm-hmm. We would be rich in spirit. Wow. That's the kind of stuff like the world wants to be rich with things and money and possessions mm-hmm. and status and success and like whatever it is, we want to be rich in spirit. And to be rich in spirit is to say, I will suffer unjustly and I'm going to think of the Lord and I'm going to know that his justice will be perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's either through the cross or through his judging of sinful acts or whatever it is. But regardless, he is my witness. He wow. saw it all. He knows it all. And because of his great, because he also saw everything in me, and I'm going to throw it back to this moment. Uh, a couple weeks ago, um, during the first service, when there was a girl singing, mm-hmm. you've seen what I've done. Mm-hmm. And you left the 99 for one. He saw what I did. And yeah, I'm here. You oh know, like he, he has seen everything that I've mm. done. He's still brought Mm. me into this kingdom of grace, you know? And so, um, anyway, that was a long time. That's insane. I could go off right now. I got chills. Sorry. No way. I do got chills. You've seen what I've done yet. You left the 99 for Mm. one. Mm. That's a fire (laughs) statement. Uh, Oh, you got me like stuck right Mm. now. My brain's just like, but I mean, honestly, people need to sit with it. (laughs) (laughs) People need to sit with, um, wow. How real is God to us? Yes. Mm. I think that's probably the real question. Is it enough that he sees? Is what he did on the cross enough for me to say, well, I I will withhold forgiveness from no one because mm. what Jesus has done for me, how could I? And then what is the whole parable? The whole parable about the the king who forgives like a million dollars in debt, yep. you know? Oh, that's on here. Yeah. yeah. Here. And then oh, the yeah. guy goes and doesn't forget a small debt, doesn't yeah. forgive a small debt. And he's like, How if I forgave that for you, why would you not yep. forgive? That's funny. That's Matthew 18. Thank yeah. you You're for uh, We do facts right here. Thank you for <laughs> <laughs> I mean Sally is is people get skimmed to people say our mix yeah. up our names a lot. Uh, this um <laughs> this other article, it goes on what you just said, that one of the steps. Now there's like, it's funny how many articles are like eight steps, six steps, eight, seven yeah. steps, and they're all different. Yeah. Okay. So it's hard. Just get that. But yeah. one of them is to acknowledge the pain. Mm. It's not, forgiveness is not omitting the pain. As this says, not numbing yourself to the pain. It's acknowledging 
yeah, this, this hurts. There's almost more glory in it. Like, and Matt, like, this hurts so bad, but Lord, I'm going to give it to you. I, if it were easy mm. to give it to him, mm-hmm. I, is there as much glory in it? It's like, oh, here you go, Lord. Like, mm-hmm. this didn't really mean much to me, but like in the midst of that, like, this hurts my soul. I, I, whatever, I, I was watching maybe another message and they were just saying that I told the Lord, I hate this. Wow. I hate, I'm going through mm-hmm. that. I don't know if it was unforgiveness or what, but wow. the fact that we can be that real with God and be like, I, I hate, say, I I hate that was... I feel this way, but. I think I, that's what brings glory to God too. That absolutely. It's like, Lord, just being real. Like, can I be yeah. real with you for a second? Mm-hmm. But it's funny that acknowledge the pain is number one then letting go of the pain mm-hmm. is number six. Mm-hmm. I had this process. Wow. I had this moment months ago where um, I was just talking to some ladies and um, this one lady, like she threw at me this word that I've heard before, but she just, it didn't, it never resonated with me mm-hmm. up until this point. But she was basically like, hey, I'm just telling you these things because I personally feel like you have a sound of mind. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, I'm like, I've heard this word before, but like, what is it that you see? A sound mind. And as we're talking right now, um, I think the ability to be able to give everything to the Lord is how you achieve to get to a sound mm-hmm. mind. And I don't mean that like as a, a prideful place for me, because I'm saying I'm, I have a sound mind. It's what somebody told me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but it's, uh, again, it's what you're saying is like, I'll give you these little things, Lord, but can mm-hmm. I give you this big, chunk thing that I've been holding on to. Well, that you circle back around to the very beginning of this conversation. Somebody may be asking for that. Lord, I don't want to have anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. some, sometimes you need to go through the journey of forgiveness to realize how big and real God is. Yeah. And when you even get to that, you may think you're healing unforgiveness. You're actually healing like anxiety. Like, yes. no, I, I've trusted the Lord to see me, to know me, to see the ins and outs of my life, that he will have his justice, like whatever it is, but it really traces. Wow. It really has these other unintended effects. You may be thinking you're praying, I want to, yeah, I want to be less anxious. I want to be more confident. I want to be less um closed off to people. Yep. You're praying for these things that are actually symptoms of it possibly the unforgiveness other, and not trusting God. The thing that I wanted to share was when you have been born again and made into a new creation, the Lord has given you the ability with your new, your new self to be able to apply these things. Mm-hmm. And so I said this on Sunday a little bit, but like, you know, what if you are a person that says, well, I just feel like I'm a reserved person or I'm, I feel like I'm, um, I don't know, whatever. I just personally believe that um, just the way the scripture talks, the old has passed away, behold, everything is new, mm-hmm. that the Lord has deposited in you a new self. Mm-hmm. And so we shouldn't rely on our old man. Mm-hmm. Like we should say, no, I'm a new creation. And so the only, I saw this lady, she kind of chuckled when I say, when I said, I don't believe, uh, I said, the last thing, um, as far as I know, like shyness is not a fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Like, and I saw this older lady, she kind of chuckled. Mm-hmm. She was like, yeah, that's right. That mm-hmm. is pretty rude. And I was like, yeah, like, why are we acting in our old flesh mm-hmm. when we have made, when we've been made brand new? Yep. Like, and then this is something that I just, I really want people to sit in and be like, okay, I shouldn't be that way. I'm a new, I'm a new mm-hmm. um, son. I'm a new daughter. Yeah. You know, and the Lord, Holy Spirit has given me all these things that I need within me from him. Yeah. He's the source. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, did you, I don't know how much time we have, but, um, I just had like the only other two Did I mention last time, like the three, 
um, things where demonic influence is present. Did we talk about that? I don't think so. If you say them, we'll let you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, But um, this is not absolute stuff. This is just more like main topical things. Um, But um, three things where you can can discern that there's like demonic strongholds within Mm -hmm. your life. Um, and things that you shouldn't do. So one of the things is um, what we would call hallucinogens or Mm -hmm. drugs. Mm -hmm. Um, These are ways to open yourself up to a demonic realm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we tend to just kind of push that to the side, like, no, it's okay for me to do this or Mm -hmm. do that. Um, But the Bible, um, to me, is very clear about not letting anything Mm -hmm. alter your your mind, Mm -hmm. your your state. because you lose control mm-hmm. over your, yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the enemy uses this as a door to start to do other things. The second thing, um, the second thing is sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. Um, so a sex outside of marriage, um, which is the obvious one, but anything that has to do, however you want to, however the Bible states sexual immorality, you know, that's another open door where mm-hmm. you wonder why, why, why? And it's like, well, is there something impure happening in your life? Mm-hmm. And the third one is bitterness. And that's the one that we just keep talking about mm-hmm. where if you keep continue to ask why, 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 well, do you carry bitterness? Mm-hmm. If you're not doing drugs, if you're not sexually immoral, you know, that's something that I've heard a lot of people say, well, I'm not addicted to porn. I'm not cheating on my wife. Why is it that my mind is still this way? And then you, that's where the Lord just keeps telling me, you got to find the source of unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. You got to forgive the people you haven't for, forgiven. Mm-hmm. And these are the things that lead to that um, leave open doors to the enemy to really have legality in your life. Now we can get into a deeper conversation in another day. I don't believe that a Christian can be possessed by um, an evil spirit, but I will say this, the reality of a, an open door is that you continue to hold on to something that mm-hmm. you should have let go. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, and so this is why you can find um, ministers of the gospel addicted to porn or they fall short is because they're holding on to something. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, how can that person have fallen? They're holding on to something. Mm-hmm. And so let this, me ask you this then. Go ahead. All right. Because help the people, because I clearly get it. <laughs> <laughs> no. So you say I, those things. So, what about those who don't realize that they're holding on to bitterness? That they're yeah. holding on to unforgiveness. Well, that's how I started off two weeks ago, where in my journey for the past like, you know, few months now, I thought I was okay. I didn't think I necessarily carried bitterness or unforgiveness. Um, but the Holy Spirit brought this to my attention, not only because I think prophetically um, he's doing something within our own church, but it starts with me as an individual. He brought this word to me because of me. Mm-hmm. And then you saw the weight of it. Oh, this is for more, more than just me. But for me, it was like, I thought I was okay. And then the Holy Spirit started to highlight specific things within my own life, you know? And it was such things as like, why, why is it uneasy for me to have a daily, or let's just say um, a present relationship with certain family members? Mm-hmm. You know, like, why is it harder for me? Why did... And the Holy Spirit just started revealed it's because of this, it's because of that. You're holding mm-hmm. on to these things that you once were offended by, but you don't you don't see it as an offense, mm-hmm. but your actions speak louder. Mm. Your actions actually say, No, you 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 hurt a trust in me. You saw me less than. And for that, I don't really want to be with you that often. Mm-hmm. You see, like mm-hmm. these are the things that the Holy Spirit started highlighting. And so I just really believe that it's so funny because even in my flesh, I'm like 
Dang it. Dang right. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be with somebody who's, you know, whatever. Yeah, if I had that plus conviction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. So that's where I'm mm. like, you know what, Holy Spirit? Um, I think what he's saying, and he's knocking at everybody's door. He's just saying, knock, knock, knock. There are things that you think you have, that you can deal with. You were never supposed to deal with that. Yeah. This is why you have toxic behaviors yeah. or for out of nowhere, you you lash out. Mm-hmm. You need to you need to give these things up, hmm. you know? And anxiety is always a, a crazy topic to talk about because for some reason we like to ex- like uh, justify or excuse it or just give it its place because it's understandable why you deal with anxiety. The reality is the Holy Spirit is saying there are things you're, you're not letting go of. Hmm. There are things that because you haven't truly given me my rightful place, what does that mean? I'm king over everything. Anxiety means I have put more trust in that thing. Yeah, control. More control. And that's the thing. What's control? Think about that word. I would say it's you thinking that you have the ability to determine the outcome. So then why is it that we think we can be in God's place when he's the one that wants to move? Mm-hmm. Like these are the mm-hmm. things that are so crazy to me because it's like, I mean, anything in your life that you can say is out of control. And that's where anxiety comes from. Like then we want to try to control that. We want to hold on to those mm-hmm. things. And the Holy Spirit's like, give it to me. Give it to mm. me. I can handle it. You know? And I know, like, some folks are probably like, well, it's easier said than done. Of course. Like, it's a process. That's why it's a daily rhythm. It's a daily practice. You know? But as time f- goes on, here's here's a guarantee. You will continue to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Things will always continue to, you know, come. You know, it's just it's what life is. But when you've made it now a daily practice, and when those things come in the future, you're more able to... Um, handle those things, you know, steward yeah. those things, submit those things. You know? I would say unforgiveness and anxiety. It's like the, one of the roots too is um, our, our, how do I say it? Um, it's us not wanting to change. Yep. Like we get so comfortable in who we are and how we live and the things we do and our routine. Wow. And a lot of those things aren't great. Some of them are good, but it, when you're talking about what you're talking about, when we have to forgive or have to release that anxiety, then we have to change a lot about wow. how we do things. And that way it, I wanna, it becomes uncomfortable. I want to quote something that I wrote it down while I was having dinner with the Garcias and Vanessa said this thing and I was like, I was like, holy cow. But she said, um, you have made a vow to that pain and then judging in your own wrath. And then that word vow struck me. Because what, who, who do you do vows to? I was like, you just committed mm-hmm. to that way of life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, can I leave now? <laughs> like, that's insane. Like, right. when you get married, you, you, you do vows. You say vows to one another. When hurt happens in your life and you, you actually make the decision to stay within that hurt or mm-hmm. hide it, you've made a vow to that pain. Mm-hmm. I know, but here's a weird thing, because we talked about this too, is for some reason, I know me, I think a lot of people... We silently love that pain and that hurt. We want to stay in that hurt because outside of it, we don't know what to. We don't know how to experience anything else. Or, or we want to keep on to it because, again, it's the the fairness thing that you said. The other person doesn't deserve, and because they don't deserve, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay stick to my pride. You're the whatever you know the person that doesn't Mm. deserve any of this. Mm. You know, and again, it returns back to um, what's your view of Jesus. And when you understand this, you say, okay, I know what this person did to me, but what has Jesus done for you mm-hmm. and for that other person? You know, and that's how you start really walking in faith and um, walking in forgiveness. Mm-hmm. 
So, so okay. So I, I guess we didn't talk about those three things. No, last we didn't. Time. No, no, no. But um, and then the, I remember last time we ended with the story of Joseph, which again I would mm-hmm. highly encourage people to read Joseph's story, and it all starts to make sense because out of Joseph's story, it, it tells you the process of how to forgive. Outside the story of Joseph, it now it shares the story of bitterness with the Israelites, and why we keep refer- referencing Jews. How like Jesus comes later in life, he he establishes his kingdom, but he didn't establish it in the way they thought he was going mm-hmm. to. Which is, we want you to overrule the Romans, mm-hmm. and Jesus is not like, no, I came here to give my life. Mm-hmm. And the picture and the story is way greater than me just grabbing an army of a few hundred men and overtaking mm-hmm. the Romans. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. The story is greater. So again, the story of Joseph of forgiving his brothers from selling him into slavery in Joseph's maturity and trust in God, he sees, no, um, what the enemy meant for evil, the Lord meant for good. Yeah. You know? But we got to trust it. That's and what what's crazy too is the love and compassion that Joseph had because he says, if it wasn't for this story, I wasn't going to be able to even help a future um, need, which was um, starvation, but mm-hmm. uh, the land wasn't the growing. Famine. Yeah, the yeah. famine. So, so then Joseph sees, wow, the Lord did this setup, so I would be in a place to now like help everybody, mm-hmm. and so and he forgave his brothers. That's called eternal perspective. Mm-hmm. Eternal perspective. This is insane. But we, yeah, ours is in that moment. Yeah. What is good for me? What is bad for me? How do I determine this outcome? Control, and it's like no. Think greater, think yep. greater than that. Um, so, and and again, like uh, the the whole bitterness afterwards, like mm. the the Israelites carried bitterness, you know, um, for generations. Why did the Egyptians turn us into slaves, mm-hmm. you know? And then the story of Moses and so on and so forth. So, like this is incredible how we see this repetitive cycle within Scripture, where the Lord really wants to um, highlight our bitterness and says, "Let me take care of that." Mm-hmm. I have, and he, and he does that by first forgiving, which is insane. Like that's yeah. the part that's like, Joseph is a type of Christ that we see in the Old Testament mm-hmm. and he forgives, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, before like, he blesses. What do you call that? A, a, not a foreshadow. Is it a foreshadowing? I probably is a foreshadow, so. but what do they call it? It's like an archetype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah. yeah. So we see that all through, all throughout scripture where we see these glimpses of like, that's a type of Christ, that's a type of Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's a prof- it's a prophecy and very prophetic to see, wow, here's Jesus now in flesh mm. and how over time we're like, man, that's exactly yeah. what Jesus did, you know? So no, this is a, this is incredible. I think, um, I think that's pretty much most of the stuff that I've said. Cause I think the other one, all the rest of the notes that I have was yeah. from the first time. This topic is um, so deep. It is. Oh, it is. It is. And the, the last thing I'll say, prodigal son, Luke 15, mm-hmm. um, to return to that story too. So like, if there's any like um, Devo time that you want to have with you and the Lord, like read the story of Joseph and then read the story of the prodigal son, which to me, the prodigal son story is the clearest picture of God's love yeah. for us. Yeah. You know, the way the father reacts to when the son returns, Mm -hmm. that is the clearest character um, that we get to see how he is for Mm -hmm. us. You know, Mm -hmm. how he kisses him, he acknowledges him, he hugs him. Like it was not condemning, oh, now you return, you wasted everything. No, 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 no. Open arms, Mm -hmm. you know, and this is, this is the beauty. So I I keep thinking of while he was still a long way off. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it's not like he returned and, yeah. and miraculously just from one second to the next, mm-hmm. I'm completely fine. I'm going to honor mm-hmm. you. No, no, no. As you are, come here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, 
is beautiful. It is. I hope this encourages people. I feel like I, I mean, I'm just like, just starting to hmm. pull this thread on some things and just ask them for help. That's really it too. Wow. Like don't feel condemned by a forgiveness mm-hmm. conversation and don't even allow yourself to feel discouraged because sometimes we'll be like, dang it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess I got to start this journey. It is a beautiful journey. It is a, again, it is a glory to um, become like Christ. You know, I mean, wow. that, that is that is his good for our lives. So it is something special when you're journeying through something that's really hard, such as forgiveness, especially for somebody who isn't even asking for forgiveness, um, to know that Jesus on the cross, when it says he died for the sins of the world, that means people who have not yet believed him mm. wow. or received him. And, um, that, that, and even those who never will. Yeah, exactly. And so it's... Um, it is a good thing to know the deep love and forgiveness of Christ and mm. to extend it. Yes. So, thank you so much for all that you've brought. We've got um, lots of good conversations Can't coming wait. up, mm-hmm. more guests and things like that. So uh, I feel like these conversations make me just want to go and be with the Lord alone and say, fix me. That's awesome. <laughs> I know, yes. It is good. It is good. Um, so I hope that does that for you guys too. We want to be rich in spirit. I yes. love that. Mm. That really affected me this morning when you prayed that, Alex. Rich in spirit. Yes, Lord. So, okay. Well, thanks for joining well, us. Wait, are there any announcements? I do want to say that. Monday Men is coming up. Yeah, Monday Men. We have a special Sunday. No sneak oh, peeks, but it is going to be a special Sunday. Sunday. I will say this. Revelation 19. Revelation 19. Oh, Go boy. ahead and read ahead. Oh, snap. Okay. Well, that sounds good. And then we'll be back next week on The Overflow. Yes. Thanks, guys. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to The Overflow Podcast of New River Church, where we seek to provide authentic, practical, biblical encouragement beyond Sunday services. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. And if you'd like to learn more about New River, please visit us online at newriver.church or join us in person on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 1115 a.m. We'll talk to you next week, same time, same place. May God cover you with His goodness and grace, and may Jesus always be enough.